0: This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 487. Fitness Claims and Marketing, How Our Emotions Control Us, part two, by JC Dean of jcdfitness.com. And I'm Dr. Neil, your very own personal narrator. Happy Tuesday, welcome to Optimal Health Daily. Remember, this is one of five podcasts where we read to you from blogs for free so that you don't have to read them yourself, except on Fridays, because that's where I usually answer your questions. If you want your question answered, come by oldpodcast.com slash ask and submit your audio. Or you can do it the old-fashioned way and call in a question. Just dial 61 I love ohd And as a bonus, when you ask me a question, you get entered into small special raffles to win books on the first of every month, which I can't believe is just in four days. So definitely send me a question before those four days are up. Now, today's post is a continuation from yesterday. So if you're new here or skipping around, I'd recommend listening to yesterday's episode first. That's episode 486. But if you're all caught up, let's hear part two and continue optimizing your life. Fitness Claims and Marketing, How Our Emotions Control Us, Part Two, by JC Dean of jcdfitness.com. Buyer's Remorse and Cognitive Dissonance. Aha, those dreaded negative thoughts and feelings that we've all experienced at one time or another following our decision to purchase. It's a common feeling, especially when we look back at our decision and see we use no logic or factual reasoning whatsoever. Did I really need to buy that $200 pair of Nikes when a similar model for a third of the price would have sufficed? Did I really need to eat the entire pie during Thanksgiving dinner? Was that special home exerbike really worth the price? Was it really what I needed? The answer to those questions is no. Yet, we still make a decision to buy regardless. And in hindsight, if you could remove all emotion from the purchase and focus solely on reasoning and logic, we'd have never made the purchase in the first place. Now give me your money. Allow me to share some examples we often see on those long sales pages in magazines and sometimes we hear on television. Quote, drastically transform your physique in only 19 days. Experience permanent fat loss with minimal time investment. Hi, I'm JC, and within the next five minutes, I'm going to reel to you the most powerful techniques ever developed that will turn your body into a fat-burning machine. And here's the cool thing. This technique has always been around, but only available to the elite athletes and physical competitors we're all familiar with. When you combine their secret technique with my detailed diet plan, you can triple your fat loss efforts. It's been proven over and over again to increase your metabolism by 327%. So yes, in just three short weeks, you can be on the fast track to the body of your dreams. Yes, the technique is that effective. End quote. What I'm doing here is building a belief that I have something no one else does. If you're like most people who want results, you wanted them yesterday. If I were here to continue going with this type of sales technique, I'd slowly dig into how my knowledge, product, or whatever is going to fulfill your need. And it's really not too hard because most people in this niche want to lose fat, build muscle, or improve performance. So in this case, we'd write some sales copy that caters to the individual need, offer a solution, and create an emotionally-based reason to buy. And the reason to buy comes from selling the intangibles I mentioned yesterday. Here's another example. Quote, but you need to act soon. I'm only allowing 1,000 applicants into my new program. Out of that 1,000, I will extend a qualification questionnaire to 500 individuals. Out of the 500, I will only select 254 participants from that group to participate in my Fat Loss Breakthrough course. This offer is only open until the 1,000 applications are in. Once the 1,000th person signs up, I will close the door for six months. Next time though, the price will likely double. Well, that's just assuming I even run this promotion ever again, end quote. What I'm doing here is creating a sense of urgency, a competitive environment causing you to feel like you're missing out on something if you don't act immediately. In this case, the fear of loss will cause you to act out of emotion as opposed to logic because you're afraid someone else will get it before you do. If you were thinking logically, you would know that anyone with the chance to make way more than 254 sales would be stupid to cut it off for six months at a time. No one is really going to do this unless it's a very special circumstance. You'd also realize that no one owns any real secrets. There's nothing new under the sun and nine times out of 10, really awesome content is not going to be found through cheesy sales pages or overpriced eBooks, although there are exceptions. Now here's a targeted example. Quote, lose all of the baby weight in weeks, not months. Now imagine getting your pre-baby body back within a few short weeks, not months. With a few simple movements and only two workouts per week, you can be back to your original weight in no time. Gone are the days of dieting or excessive working out to get the body of your dreams. No need to feel deprived or hungry. You'll actually be eating more while you turn your body into a fat-melting furnace. End quote. Here, our focus is to manipulate the new mother who's desperately searching to revisit her pre-pregnancy shape. And guess what? She'll likely buy if we push the right emotional buttons and give her a reason to believe we have the answer. Too bad she doesn't realize it's going to take much longer than a few weeks and that she'll have to watch her intake closely as well. So how do we make better decisions? I admit, it's hard to disseminate between facts and utter BS sometimes. Some people simply have a gift with words and their copywriting is flawless. It's really hard when you add a visual to the copy, which is providing false proof that whatever they're saying actually works. Ever seen an ad in a magazine for a creatine product and the model holding it is clearly on a weekly gram of testosterone and other pharmaceuticals? Even though you may or may not understand he's on the sauce, you might struggle with the fact that the creatine is not what made him into a behemoth. That's the power of advertising and marketing. We love to believe what we see and what our emotions tell us, despite all logic and rationale. Here's my recipe for not being a sucker if you're prone to letting your emotions ruin all ability to think logically. And yeah, a lot of people, think marketers, are probably going to hate me for this, but such is life. Tip number one, take a step back. For real, yo, just take a step back. If you've got your hand on the credit card and you're about to flesh out some mad cash for a product that you're pretty excited about after reading a 10,000 word sales page, it might be a good idea to let it stew for a few days. If, and only if, you're as or more excited as you once were, then go ahead and make the exchange. Chances are, the excitement will die down and you'll come to your senses. Tip number two, seek advice. Talk to a friend or mentor, someone who can be objective about the purchase decision. Ask them what they think about it. And tip number three, think logically. Very hard at times when emotions are involved. So think about why you're feeling a certain way and why do you want to make a decision so quickly? What's the basis behind your decision? Is it logical? You just listened to part two of the post titled Fitness Claims and Marketing, How Our Emotions Control Us by JC Dean of jcdfitness.com. As JC mentioned, those in the fitness industry or the food industry aren't the only ones really guilty of doing these things. Think about your last trip to the grocery store. Is it any surprise that all the kids' cereals, those ones with all the artificial sweeteners in them, are right at hip height for most adults? Now I'm a little shorter so maybe it's closer to chest height for me. And is it any surprise that when you finally get to the checkout lane, there are little refrigerators with soda in there? There are sales items on each corner. There are candy bars listed at 10 for $10, gum, little toys sometimes, magazines. All of these are impulse buys. So why are they there? It's because marketing folks know that by the time we're done grocery shopping, our brains are pretty taxed. We can't make logical decisions anymore because we just spent the last 30, 45 minutes or even an hour trying to make decision after decision. I should buy organic or shouldn't I? Should I buy soy milk or regular milk? Well, I heard that regular milk has hormones in it, but soy milk may increase risk for breast cancer. That's not true, by the way. Should I buy whole grain bread or gluten-free? These are all the decisions you're making throughout the last 30, 45 minutes, or an hour. By the time you get to the checkout line, your brain is taxed. And therefore, you're more likely to make an emotional and impulsive decision. Ooh, 10 candy bars for 10 bucks? hmm, that doesn't sound like a bad deal at all. But as JC said, if we allow a moment to just literally and figuratively take a step back and ask ourselves, do I really need this? Is this something I truly want? That will likely stop 90% of those impulse buys. Once again, before I go, if you wanna possibly hear your question being answered right here on the show, plus be in special bonus raffles, come by oldpodcast.com ask to submit your audio. Or you can do it the old-fashioned way and call in your question. The number is 61 I love ohd But ask your question in the next three days and then you'll qualify for our next special raffle. That'll do it for today. Thank you as always for listening. Thank you for being a subscriber. Thank you in advance for checking out our Instagram page. I hope you have a great rest of your day and I'll be back here tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.